Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Real quick, just want to let y'all know that the podcast is not only streaming on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but is now available on Google Podcasts. I wanted to release this on multiple platforms. That way everybody gets a chance to listen. Because at the beginning I was on Spotify alone and I had a few people just like, hey, I don't have Spotify. So I'm trying to appease and accommodate as I can. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, which my tag is, at A-Z-E-E-T-E-R, A-Z-E-E-T-E-R, not ass eater, like someone told me once, bitch. Uh, <laughs> no, so um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you can go to onplanz.com. That is O-N-P-L-A-N, the letter Z, dot com. And from there, you should uh, be able to pick out uh, which streaming service that you use. Uh, beside that, this podcast here is me catching up with a good friend of mine. She goes by the name of Vicky O., She's been in radio, she said about seven years, and um, she's been a great friend since I met her years back when we did a podcast. And, um, you know, good people like that, you just don't let go of, you know what I mean? Very positive individual, inspiring, and um, her journey has, is very interesting, and uh, her mindset itself, bro, she's she's fucking dope. I mean, it's, it's Tuesday, she was in the spirit and brought us tacos. She brought tacos for everybody, even Adrian, you know? Because I don't feed them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But it's always good for you to hold on to those good friendships, uh, people that provide that good energy, positive messages, and ones that work hard or harder than you. You know, you got you got to stay motivated. You got to stay on it. And a lot of times we put ourselves around a circle that just does not have us moving. We're just stagnant. And that's where you don't want to be. That's a dangerous spot. So, um, I'm not going to hold you up too much. Um, Vicio is an amazing individual. You'll see in this podcast. And again, onplanz.com. Go to onplanz.com, subscribe, follow, leave reviews. I mean, please, your support means everything to me. And I really appreciate everyone who's been listening since the first episode. I love you guys. And thank you so much. Let's get started. All right, Vicky. So it's it's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. What? Almost three, two, yeah, four years. I was about to say two. Was it three? Was it two? Well, I've been gone and I was in Sacramento for what two years. Mm -hmm. And I think the last time that I saw you, I'm sure we ran into each other at some events, but I think like actually talking, talking, yeah. was um, it's, I want to say like three or four years ago. Man, and then let's see, you've been back in Texas about how long? Two months now. It's two months? Two months. And I didn't get to tell you this because I haven't seen you in person, but congratulations Thank on getting you. married. And Thank you. Yes. Listen, everybody always, always said marriage is so hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how hard could it be? And being married for seven months now, um, thank God we haven't you know, hit any crazy bumps right. in the road and things like that. But it's, it's still a seven it's, year itch, but yeah, no, you know, seven, seven months, <laughs> seven months, seven itch. months being married, Yeah, you know, but, um, it's crazy being married. It's crazy having, you know, your partner and your, your husband It's like, Oh, it's my boyfriend, Beyonce husband. Yeah. Those titles. Huh? Yeah. Like it's the, crazy. Too many titles. I'm like, that's my man. Now, that's my man. I have a question because, See, you were a frequent guest on the podcast I was yeah. previously. Yeah. Are one of our favorite guests. That's right. Thank you. Oh, she is the favorite Thank guest. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, I know that you had left to pursue your career because you were in radio. Oh yeah. Yep. And I did want to ask you because you you maintained this long distance relationship for like how how long was it? Two three years. Two. It was two years. How it, the fuck do you do that? Listen, it was it, it was crazy. So. When I got the opportunity to move to Sacramento and get like my dream job and getting a full time job working in the industry, um, it was, you know, it took a lot of prayer, a lot of work, and it just didn't happen overnight. It was, you know, seven years in the making. Right. And I did not want to leave Dallas. I'm like, I want to make it here. I want to, you know, represent for my city, blah, blah, blah. And it just didn't happen. It did not happen. I was waiting and waiting and waiting. The opportunity never happened. So when this opportunity happened, I told Manny, 
Um, my That's husband, husband. Yeah, <laughs> my husband. Sorry. Manny's my husband. I'm like, hey, I got this opportunity in Sacramento. You know, it's a great opportunity. It's, you know, like the number one station over there. I'm getting, you know, my middays gig. That's where I want to be. And, you know, it's, it's going to grow into something bigger and better. I'm going right. to learn, you know, and grow in the industry because I was still, you know, uh, I consider myself like a baby and a newbie in the radio industry. And it's it's tough. It's tough. Right. First, I'm a woman and I'm Latina. That's already two things against me. Right. You know, it's a man's world. Let's be real. So he was Hell like, yeah. yeah, he was like, you know what, baby, you, you go ahead and do you, if this is, I'm not going to stop you. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you no, because I know how hard you've worked to get to this point. Right. And I'm like, okay, so. Man, what's up, Manny? The, yeah, Shout out, that's, Manny. See, that's, that's a why real I married man. him. That's, that's why I married man. him. Yeah, you got a real one. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely a real one. So, um, right before we signed the contract, he proposed to me on his birthday and it was funny because I threw him the surprise party and I had no idea <laughs> that he knew about the party and that everybody. So it was a surprise on a it surprise. It was a surprise on a surprise. <laughs> and um, everybody came dressed up and I just got off of work and I was decorating. And I was just like, man, why is everybody like so dressed up? Like, you know, it's a birthday party. But like, damn, y'all brought out y'all Sunday's best. <laughs> Everybody's in tux. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you're getting married he, right there. Yeah. So he proposed to me. Yeah. And of course I said yes. And I'm like, wow, so we're basically gonna be engaged long distance. You know, how are we gonna make this work? Mm-hmm. And we're both very spiritual. God is in is right in our relationship. So God and our communication, trust and love is how we got through this long distance relationship. And of course, hella fucking traveling. Like right. I was we were going it was either him coming to see me once a month or me coming here once a month to, you know, to keep things alive. And uh, it was tough. It was really tough, but it was even worse because I'm very open about my life. You know, we, I try to connect with people, you know, through, you know, your speakers of your radio or social media. So I was sharing a lot of what was going on in my life and being engaged and, you know, moving across, you know, the the freaking U.S., you know, to chase after my dreams and to land this, you know, amazing opportunity. And people were just like, I don't want to say wishing the worst on me, but like, how are you going to make it work? You know, what if he cheats on you? You know, what if you cheat on him? You know, what if right. you catch him, you know, on the low on social media? It was just people, just all sorts of, you know, being just, messy yeah, and, just yeah. being messy. And, and I was, I was starting to just like, I don't want to say doubt things, but I'm just like, damn, like this, we've never been, our relationship has never been long distance. We've never been separated from each other for, you know, then a few maybe days or, or a weekend or something. If we're going like on family trips and, you know, either of us don't, you know, participate or whatever. So, um, it was really tough. It was really tough in the very beginning because, and then our different time zones, our schedules are complete opposite. And we were having to get used to like FaceTime and, you know, texting and having to call each other before we go to sleep, you know, before the morning, whatever. (laughs) We were doing every type of way, anything to make it work. And then on top of that, I was planning a wedding. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just seemed very difficult. It it was very difficult. It was very, very, very difficult. And I, there was some days where I was just like, okay, I cannot wedding plan while I'm at work. I have to wedding plan after work. Or get up earlier and wedding plan. It was a it was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of work. I did end up hiring a wedding planner. So shout out to uh, Weddings by Yuri. She helped out a lot. Of course, my mom helped out a lot. My mother in law helped out a lot. My sisters and he stepped it up. I was just like, whoa. He had a little little uh, binder with like different things in it, oh. a little notebook, taking notes and stuff, and you know, keeping his little contact with business cards and just reaching out to people nice. and just trying to, you know, do a lot of the work for me because it was it was hard and then we were having we had to change our venue last minute it was a lot of things that went into this this preparation for our wedding day but i our wedding day was perfect it was absolutely perfect and i told him just like man you remember all those times people would talk shit and say that we wouldn't make it and long distance relationships don't work and you know just putting so much negativity on our relationship and it's people we don't even know like it's like i don't know who the fuck you are you don't even have a a picture on your profile like (laughs) Who are you to be talking shit? Adrian. Hey, it's Adrian. <laughs> you don't have a picture on his profile. <laughs> so My attacked. bad. My bad. It's just kind of weird. But so. you, you feel because y'all went through that when, when you finally moved back, there's a strength in y'all's relationship or it's oh, a lot absolutely. stronger because if you can go yeah. persevere through something like that. Oh, it, of course. But at the same time, too, we were together for many years before yeah. we got married. We are both really focused on our careers, focused on our, our work and trying to build our foundation of our relationship before we took it to the next level. Yeah. 
And it was, um, you know, it, it was kind of like, okay, so are we going to get married? You know, you're trying to open up your <laughs> what, barbershop. What, I'm what trying are to make, we? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make it in radio. And everything just fell into place like it was supposed to fall into place. And right. he's my number one supporter and, and I'm his number one supporter. So once he opened up the parlor barbershop right here in Oak Cliff off of Jefferson Avenue, what's plug. up? Shame, shameless plug. <laughs> you know. Um, I get my haircut there was, too. Yeah, you know, your family, you're part of the parlor family. So he... He definitely, you know, went zero to 100 real fast. And, you know, same thing in my career. And it was kind of like, okay, so what's next for the both of us? Right. And uh, that's when he just bought me a really beautiful ring and just, you know, was like, okay. He literally said, you've been my princess for all these years. And now it's time for you to be my queen. And I was like, oh, shit. God damn. Who's this, who's this ghost writer? Yeah, <laughs> for real. He Get, did give him a record thing. deal now. Oh, yeah. But that's 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 bay right there like that there were so many times where i just wanted to quit right and, you know because the industry is rough it's so rough i mean you know yeah i mean see your story reminds me so much of a lot of stories because a lot of people don't realize how much sacrifice comes into going so for your much. dreams you you can lose you could have lost that relationship and that's and that was gonna lead me to my next point was you know i didn't want to choose my job over love or over him or over our relationship, you know, because I want it all, you know, right. I'm putting in, I'm putting in the work, I'm putting in the time, I'm putting in the sacrifice to have it all, to have a great job, to have an amazing career and have a man to go home to yeah. that's there fully to support me. And, um, it was rough because there was a time where I was just like, man, like, I don't want to have to choose. I do not want to have to choose. We have to figure out how to make this work. Cause it was, it was very intimidating. You know, you have so many different people in your ear telling you and, you know, trying to give you advice, but, you know, trying to be real at the same time. So, um, it, it's, you know, truly just trust, love, open communication. You know, we pray all the time right? and he's, he's so understanding and he's so, you know, um, you got to do it, babe. You know, you've, you've come this far, you know, we're not going to give up now. We're not going to, you know, just walk away from this. You know, we got to see it all the way through. Cause there Correct. was a time when I was in Sacramento, I was like, I'm so homesick. <laughs> I don't like it here. You know, besides going to work and, you know, being on air, like it was just so hard, you know, on the grind of being in the new, in a new city and right. not knowing anybody and having to start from basically all over again, networking and building up your your contacts. All over, it was rough. Mm -hmm. And people in California, let's be real, they ain't friendly like us Texans. You know, it was there was a lot of like sassiness, and there was a lot of um, you know, like a uh, a lot of people weren't as friendly as people you know are here. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, these fucking Californians are so rude. <laughs> you know, I miss that that Southern hospitality. How you oh, it's, doing? It's Good out morning. the window. When oh, you it's leave. out the window. Yeah. Even when I when my mom first came to visit, um, <laughs> she was walking up down the hallway in my apartment complex. She was like, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. And people were like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> who real. are you? I don't know you. Why are you talking to me for? And I told my mom and I was like, mom, I told you. Nobody nobody ever greets you like that. Yeah. You know? No, it's true. I, I, I lived in L.A. for like a month. And uh, we're, you know, just doing sessions and working in different studios. And that was my first time just like being there that long. Because usually it's like two, three day visits. Yeah. So like being a whole month there. one the traffic's annoying as fuck oh so annoying but even at that you're right like the the environment's so different the mm -hmm. southern hospitality is gone because oh, it's completely gone i just felt like it felt i felt like it was pointless to hold a door for anybody exactly at a time. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh exactly it was to the point where i was like okay i'm going first whatever you exactly know? yeah it's it's me i'm Everybody, not holding the fucking door yes, F yes. fuck that yeah. oh yeah no absolutely so coming back home and and just feeling, you know, the love in the South, like it's true, you know, like Southern, you know, Texas and, you know, the the Southern hospitality is uh, really real here. It's really real here. And you don't know it's real until you go somewhere else mm -hmm. and you don't see it or you don't receive it back. Right, right. So my mom was like, these fucking people are rude. And I'm like, <laughs> I told you, mom. Welcome to California. <laughs> Welcome to California. Now, was that like a scary transition because... You've lived in Dallas all your life or were you? So I went to school and lived in L.A. for a couple of years. Okay. Um, but 
it it was it was completely different because I was like fresh out of high school. You know, I had a few roommates, and you know, it was some, I knew somebody. Yeah, I knew somebody moving to Sacramento and not knowing anyone and living completely on my own. It took some for real adulting, like having to figure out like, okay, how do you like really grocery shop? And you know, it was it was a lot. Right, it was it was a lot to 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 learn and to pick up and you know you're taking care of yourself you're the only one there you're not there's not somebody there you know i don't want to say to baby you but you know to kind of remind you to do things right so it was just it was just me and the and the the transition was it was uh, it was a little scary in the very beginning um it was rough to to adapt to a new city and mm-hmm. to a new everything um, but I'm proud of myself that I actually stuck out and did it because I'm telling you, like, I was so homesick. I was right. so, so homesick where I'm like, I'm not, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go back home and I'm just going to just hustle harder. I'm just going to, you know, work harder, you know, to find a job and this and that. Um, but I stuck through, it was really rough. And I even like, I still keep in contact with my boss and, um, he's my radio mentor. And before I left, I'm like, do you remember when I first got here? I was a scary little bitch. Like I was <laughs> messing up everything and not knowing, you know, it was just, so I was just off balance on just everything right. from work to my, to, you know, being at home and having to make things, you know, come together. It was, the struggle was real. The struggle was absolutely real. And but he was very like, necessary. And he was like, well, look at you now. He was like, you killed it. And he was like, you came out here. You, you know, I told him, I'm like, I'm, I'm coming out here to be a winner. I'm coming out here to win. Right. I'm coming out here to learn, to grow, to understand. You know, I'm. It, this is strictly business. You know, like I left my man behind. I left my family behind. Like I'm here to fucking win. And I need to win. So he's like, okay, let's put in the work and let's win. Yeah. And when I left Sacramento, my show was top three. And that was amazing because it's, you know, I, and it's funny because a lot of people knew I was from Texas or from the South because I had that Texas accent. Right. And I, and you would open doors for people. You know what I mean? I was like, Hey, how you doing? Good morning. Yeah. How you doing? And, um, it was, I had to use that, you know, for my advantage. You know, of course, everybody in California hates the Cowboys. And I'm just like, what? Repping hard as fuck. Yeah, like people would boo me when I when we were having to wear our face mask in the stores. I have a Dallas Cowboy mask. People were like, boo. And I'm like, why are they boo me for? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I have my Cowboys mask on. So, you know, it's it's that's the whole crazy thing with the, the real rivalry between California and, and Texas and all the sports and stuff. But um, the transition, the transition eventually got smoother right it got better i got a little bit more comfortable and i you know i love sacramento it's like a second home to me you know i I literally was a little sad leaving um but so excited to come home to my men and just to start off you know the next chapter of our life together but also my career yeah now being back in texas is it a bummer to know that like the state fair will be closed i was just talking to adrian and i'm like Boy, I got here in July and I'm like, yes, we're a couple of months away from the fair. I can't wait to have my Fletcher's corn dog. I can't wait to have my fried cheesecake. And right. these motherfuckers want to, you know, just close the gates on everybody. If, and if not people open. Out, outside of Texas don't understand the Texas State Fair is an important event for all of us because it's That's like the fall event. Yeah. Like we Texas, we live for the State Fair yes. because the introduction of a lot of shit and the fact that it's just an excuse to. Spend money. Yeah. yeah. So, but the thing is too, like we, I talked about this with Midnight on the last podcast, but more I want to get into how do you feel about the whole drive through packages? and You know what? Um, it, it, I'm, I'm just, I was looking at some of the packages and I mean, the fair runs through our blood. Yeah. Period. Right. You know what I mean? So whatever they decide to do, I was just like, okay, you know, I understand COVID, you know, we're trying to protect people. Um, but you know, the fair is going to, these vendors and these people who come out from all different parts of Texas and beyond, uh, Louisiana, wherever mm-hmm. to come set up their stands, they make millions there. And the fair is only open for what, like four weeks, a month or something. Right. So these people are missing out on money. I know the fair is going to come through and do something. And this is a long time ago when they just announced they weren't doing anything. So I saw in other states they were doing the whole drive through thing where, you know, you would just basically drive through the fair and pick up your food or whatever and go. And I'm just like, I wonder if the fair is going to do this. And I'm like, if they're about their bread and picking up yeah. them coins, they're going to come up with something. So seeing that they did these whole packages and you're still able to go see Big Tex and get some of your favorite fair food, um, it's cool 
but it's not the full experience. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Will I buy a package? Yes. Same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Am I going to go to get my yearly picture of Big Techs? Absolutely. Do I think some of the packages are overpriced? Absolutely. But the fare but is overpriced. The fare is always overpriced. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you go, you're going to spend at least 50 to to $100. Yeah, and that's well, know, that's being generous. I know. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's uh that's if you're you know trying to calm down. But I mean, it's great to see that the fair is still giving us something to look forward to, and you know, see big tags and get all the you know great fair food and stuff. The only thing I would have, what I think they should do, or what they should have done, is give us the option to pick our foods. Like I don't give a I don't I don't want bottle waters in my packages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna bring my bottle. Yeah, it's like I don't want that shit. Like, take that out. Can I substitute it for like a turkey leg or something? You know what I mean? Like, it's like the same price. I mean, like, why? Like, I don't need no water, you know. But I wish they would just give us an option to maybe customize our packages and choose. Okay, you know what? I don't want fried Oreo. I want more, you know, corn dogs or something like that. But um, it's it's awesome to see that they were creative to come up with this. So I'm excited to see what what the experience is going to be like. I mean, let's keep, let's keep the fair alive, I guess. Right. Oh, like, yeah, to. we got to keep it going. You have to, I really thought there was going to be a riot at the fair. I thought there, you know, somebody was going to burn down something because this is a huge thing for us. Yeah. This is a re- like, like it or not, if you don't, you know, participate on the fair on a yearly base, or if you just go once in the blue moon, you know, this is, this is our Texas culture. This is what we do, you know, to kick off fall, you know, football season and stuff. So uh, it's pretty crazy. COVID has, definitely fucked a lot of our lives up oh definitely definitely <laughs> that's what i was saying you came back at a time where you're not even fully experiencing texas no, <laughs> you know no and a lot of my favorite restaurants are closed you know uh i went to la ventana brought us tacos and, oh yes you know la ventana is a good spot you know they should have sponsored these tacos for us <laughs> I, I gotta mention that that vicky came she showed up with tacos it is tuesday it so is tuesday we're celebrating and Absolutely. the thing is with, with vicky when we always had a podcast, it was like you always brought on this theme or I don't know what always. it is. Yeah, because and it always revolves around food. But tacos is one of the main ones. I remember yeah. we talked about cultural appropriation. Through yes. talk- we talked about a lot we of shit. We talked about a lot of stuff. But the, the beauty about this is that you are somebody, you are one of the only people that I know that had a taco named after you. Oh, man. Yeah, and, th- and then we'll crazy. talk about the restaurant yeah, right after that. It's it's crazy, you know. The Vicky O uh, Taco. The Vicky O Taco. At, at, at Tacos Mariachi. There you go. And um, that's my spot. Like, and coming back home and seeing that it's closed and just seeing, you know, one of my favorite spots. Um, Same. You know, basically, uh, they were affected. They were affected by COVID as well as a lot of, you know, other places. You know, our one of our barbershops had a, we closed it down because of COVID. You know, things were just really crazy. And it was it was sad to see how so many businesses were affected by it but especially my favorite taco restaurant I'm like how yeah. am I gonna come home and not even go to my favorite taco restaurant so shout out to La Mithana for being number two it's on display <laughs> as you see it's probably cold yeah. as shit but <laughs> hey listen we took it down yeah exactly when we go to a commercial break <laughs> we don't discriminate on any tacos no so it was it was crazy you know tacos mariachi isn't my number one just because they named a taco after me but just there you could just taste the love in their food and yeah the owner Jesus uh, Carmo I mean, he really took time to put together a very authentic Fiawana inspired menu. Mm-hmm. And the Vicio taco was crazy as shit. I'm like, hold on. That away. taco was fire. I'm fire. Like, Chorizo with lots of cheese. Um, yes, please. Did you curate that taco? You know what? I my only request is was to make sure that it had avocado and cheese. There you and go. Jesus was like, I got the rest. And I'm like, okay, I trust you. So it was a it was a delicious taco and it was you know I'm, I'm very blessed and thankful. I mean yeah you're right like how many people have a taco named after them? yeah you're you're one of yeah, yeah that's it that's it it's just you that's it I mean it's just me so um, the taco was good and I'm hoping that you know tacos mariachi will reopen soon and you know you can see the Vicky O taco on the menu right and just kind of get back to regular life <laughs> not, not only that 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 uh, restaurant was featured in um, Triple D yes Guy Fieri yes Guy Fieri how do you say his last name? Fieri. Fieri. I think it's I a weird. Know. It's a it's a sketchy last it, name. You know what I mean? You look at it. It was like it's. How do you? Okay, we're just gonna call him Guy. <laughs> yeah, he still dresses like a like a ninety nine like someone from nineteen ninety nine. Real Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> yeah. Hawaiian shirt. Very like unique. Very unique. I feel like you think he still got to like keep that outfit going. Like they oh, tell you him, oh, you, you have to wear it. Yeah. No, that's his character. 
If you were to walk up on Guy in a, let's say, like, emo outfit, you wouldn't even... Guy? Who are but you? With what the L.A. You? looks in and... Mm-hmm. I'm saying, would you want to be typecasted that way? Or you want... Not typecasted, but just be that character? Like, if, if Vicky Man, O became hard. a character, yeah. could you maintain that throughout your life? I mean, I think it would maybe make me go crazy at one point. But, I mean, that's... That's, you know, it's... That's who you are. You know what I mean? I hate to say that... Um, People just take it to the next level and expect you to always be on. Right. You know what I mean? To right. always be on. And um, there was a few times. I mean, I'm not at that level. Of but you're in radio. Fortune. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, absolutely. And, and it's funny because people would be like, hey, do your radio voice. And I'm like, hi, this is it. This is, you know, what it is. And That shit's so gross. You know? I, I hate that, too. It's like going up to a comedian. Like, tell a joke. Or yeah. going up to a rapper. Hey, he's, hey it's rap. It's kind of awkward. It's kind of awkward. There's yeah. so many times where I just wanted to just, like, cuss out motherfuckers and just, you know, go off. But you you really can't. You know what I mean? That's your listener. That's somebody who listens to your show. Yeah. And, you know, there's a level of respect. So, you know, I would always do something goofy. Like, hey, this is the radio boys. <laughs> How you doing? Welcome to the Vicky O Show. Want Here me to keep are. going? Yeah. I have uh, Selena Gomez coming up in five minutes. So, you know, it's like, okay, you want me to, you know, do a radio voice? I'm going to do something hella extra. And they're like, what is that? I'm like, what do you think? Like, this is, you know, I'm talking to you. This is how I talk on the radio. So, you know, that radio voice. <laughs> Lady, you're scaring us. Yeah. (laughs) They run away. People just think radio personalities just talk like this all the time. (laughs) Like they're Ryan Seacrest. Like he's got to be the same character all the time. Oh my gosh, all the time. Even like on American Idol when you watch them, it's just like... Okay, Ryan is on, and you know his his uh his uh TV morning show with Kelly Ripa. Like that's it. So I just try to stay authentic and humble as much as I can. And you know, if, if, when people come up to me and say that, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm just thankful that you're listening to the show and you know who I am. And you know, I'm putting a smile on your face. You know, playing your favorite song or helping you get through your work day. You know, whatever yeah. it is. You know, it's that level of connection that I appreciate. So. You know, if you want me to talk like this and, you know, give me that, you know, what you think radio personalities sound like, then, uh, you know, I'll do it and put a smile on your face or some shit. How are you like involved in that world and, and how hard is it to avoid like that corporate jizzing? You know, like oh the, my they're all trying to implement their ideas. Oh, and... it's, it's so hard. And, you know, it's so funny. I think that's what kept me back from finding a I don't want to say a real job, but, you know, I was part time in radio for many years and doing full time hours and doing every single job, um, you know, uh, job, whatever. Vicky, go get his coffee done. What do y'all want? Vicky, you know, can you produce and edit and do this? Okay, no problem. Hey, Vicky, can you fill in, you know, for whoever? Because they can't make it in today. Okay, yeah, no problem. I was doing everything. I was always that yes girl. And I never really stood up for myself in the sense where it was like, hey, when am I, when is it going to be my turn? When am yeah. I, when is it going to be my time to shine? When am I going to be able to do this? It took me many years to finally just like speak up for myself and be like, you know what? No, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not doing it. You can find somebody else to do it. And radio is very corporate. Radio is very, very, very corporate. And it was really hard. And like still to this day, like I feel like i fully don't understand the politics of it because right. there's a lot of fuckery in it. There's a lot of fuckery in it. I have, and I saw you, so much of it and I was involved in it. And there's so many stories I could tell, but I won't because <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, I'm, after, I'm looking after for, this. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for the, the after podcast. Um, but there was a lot of moments of my career where I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like this is happening. And this is the way, you know, business is being conducted and, you know, somebody needs to get fired, you know, somebody needs to get suspended or whatever. And, you know, it's just rolled off until, you know, another day. Right. It's a, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a crazy industry. You literally have to have the thickest skin and have like big ass balls to deal with all of the shit that you are thrown. And, you know, like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, you know, I have two things against me. Being a woman and being Latina, you know, you don't see a lot of minority women in radio. And um, it was crazy because I was just like, I'm going to prove who I am. I'm going to prove that I have the talent. I'm going to prove that I have the hard work and the hustle to get through it and get somebody to pay attention to me and see, you know, that I'm the next radio star. Right. And it took and it had to take me leaving Dallas and Texas and moving to the West Coast, you know, for that to happen. Right. The sacrifices it takes to oh absolutely yeah, achieve your your goals. It, it you could lose oh, almost everything. Oh, everything. But I knew I was I was ready for it. I w- I knew right. 
this this is it. Like there's no there's no plan B for me. You know what I mean? Like there's no plan B at all. Like I live and breathe this shit. Exactly. Like I wake up thinking, okay, who do I got to contact? Who do I got to hit up? If they're not going to email me back, I'm going to DM them. If they're not going to DM me back, you know, I'm going to hit them up on Twitter. I'm going to look for them on LinkedIn. You know, the the struggle and the hustle is absolutely 100% real. And this, you know, every field is not meant for everyone. I think no. at, at a time, just because I was like, I like doing podcasts. Could I do radio? And I remember talking to you and also J. Cruz. Yeah. And J. Cruz, I didn't know him that well at the time. Yep. I just got off from doing music. And I was like, I don't know what else. I, you know, like I want to sure. be on the air. I want I want people to hear me. Sure. So what can I do? So... I actually just text him because mm-hmm. I had his number through a mutual friend mm-hmm. and he called me. I never even had a conversation with him. And he told me how much grunt work is involved just to so make it on. Much. Yeah. Like the stuff even you told me. Oh it's like gosh. you're like part of the street team yes. first, handing out flyers. Yes. And yeah. Like how how long was that before you even got on a microphone? So my so my radio career started actually at KNON radio station and I was working there for free. I'm talking about hella free, no type of money coming to my pocket, and sometimes money going to them to wow. to you know to uh, see what I wanted to do because I didn't go to school for radio, I didn't go to school for broadcasting, I didn't go to I went to school for for makeup and for skincare and you know to be an esthetician, and um, I remember walking into K and Win and I was just like whoa, like just totally blown away from all the DJs yeah. and. You know, all the equipment and all the production stuff. And I was like, shit, this is so freaking cool. Uh, Radio line or the phone lines are blowing up and, you know, people were taking requests. Like, it was so awesome. I was just like, I want this shit. This is what I want to do for a living. This is what I want to do right here. So it started off there. And Mm -hmm. once I figured out what I wanted to do and um, see, you know, what, field of radio in the industry I wanted to work in I knew automatically I want to be behind the mic I want to be the host of the show so from there I started sending in my my bullshit resume that literally only had like one piece of experience (laughs) on it but I knew I was like I'm gonna have to meet these people in person and sell them on my personality exactly and I sent I I sent my resume to like every single station in Dallas and nobody hit me up and I was just like what like I'm amazing. I have a great personality. Like, you know, I can bring so much to the table. Like, why is there nobody hitting me up? And I'm like, it has to be because I have no experience. So I continued to work at KNO Win. I was there for maybe like about a year and a half, two years. And finally, out of the random blue, I got an email. And I actually, it looks so like a spammy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to open this because this doesn't look so legit. This is a South African you know prince I mean? that needs. Yes. <laughs> Give me your routing number. I'll put yeah. $10 million in your bank account type of thing. Sounds so, legit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I'll click here. Yeah. And it was basically a audition to go into the radio station and to apply to be on the street team. And I was oh. like, street team? The hell is a street team? What do you, what does one do on the street team? So I remember I went to a K104 event and I I was, you know, just kind of being nosy, just sticking around and just seeing, okay, okay. So like street team is basically like promoters. Right. And I'm like, cool, I could do that. Well, little did I know this, uh, this casting call is what they were calling it. A cattle call had like 50 people in it. And these were like, these were college students that just graduated from like SMU with their media and broadcasting and journalism. And I remember there was somebody from like Oklahoma University. Like these kids were coming in with like degrees and they're like, what school did you graduate from? And I'm like, oh, no, the streets taught me, baby girl. I'm, <laughs> I'm here. Baby. Yeah, I'm right here to get this job. This is what I'm going to do. And they said they're like, well, we're only hiring three people. So out of like 50 it was plus like 50 people. And it was just, you know, kids from everywhere, college students from everywhere. And um, I was one of them. I was I remember I was one of them. And they made us do the most stupidest fucking games ever. It's like describe yourself through an animal. If you were stuck on an island, you know, what type of animal would you be to survive? And I'm like, what are you, what, what is going on here? What does that have to do with anything about Who's this Who's initiating job? you guys? You know what I mean? Like, what is all of this? So I was just like, okay, you know, whatever, I'll play your game. You know, what's one song that, you know, you could, uh, what's one song that describes you? And I remember I said at the time it was like Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne and Drake's song that was just like blowing up. And I was like, yeah, this is me. So I thought I thought it was horrible. I'm like, oh, these kids, you know, they clearly have more experience. They know already how to use everything or whatever, whatever. You know, I'm not going to get the job. 
and they 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 didn't contact me for like three months yeah and i was telling manny my husband i'm just like that's it like i'm just gonna go back to Kane to win and just hope i get my own show and he's like take it easy you know maybe they're still going through you know that's a lot of people you know maybe they'll contact you this and that and um sure enough they did the guy called me up and was just like hey you know sorry it's taking so long you know we had so many applications to go through but you know we want to move forward to hiring you and this was i-93 back in the day and um i'm like yes you know i'm there when can i come by to fill out the application i'm ready to work let's get to work and i got there and it was literally he told me he was like well what do you want to do here he was like are you just here just to you know collect a check or you know you try to make a career out of this and i'm like no i want to i want this to be the rest of my life like i want to be on air i want to you know talk to celebrities and (laughs) you know play people's favorite songs or whatever and he was like it's going to take a lot of work and he was like and you know most likely uh you're going to be probably pulling in like you know 50 hours a week and i'm like okay that's cool you know i'm down for it and the pay is only 725 an hour and i'm like wait what 725 an hour and he's like yeah 725 an hour i was working 725 an hour for like i don't even know how many years so it was it was cool you know the experience was great i was learning but i was i was more not talking but more watching right. and, and observing like okay who i who do i need to talk to who do i need to meet who do i need to get to to teach me things because it's, it's you know these these personalities and these jocks you know a lot of them went to school for radio and they're veterans have been working in the industry for what 15 10 years um at the time my mentor was just new to dallas and i'm like okay he's gonna need somebody to tell him the cool spots right. and how to pronounce certain things because he was saying like waxahatchee and i'm like no 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 we don't say waxahatchee it's waxahatchee okay so yeah. um get I it right. be, yeah get it right <laughs> don't be messing up on these uh on these towns these little cities so i remembered i asked him like hey you know if you need anybody to help you in the studio you know um, I can blog and run social media and this and that. And he was just like, oh, okay. So I started doing that. And from there, he taught me so much. He literally took me under his wing, shout out to Adam Baum, and showed me how to use Adobe and how to run the boards and how to, you know, check your mic volumes and everything, everything you could possibly think of that you want to learn in radio. He taught me it. And wow. he went to school for radio. You know, he he, you know, is from Atlanta, went to school, whatever, came to Dallas for a great opportunity. And I literally was just watching him. I would watch him and just take notes and just copy. I don't want to say copy his style. But, you know, he you only have seven seconds, maybe 10 seconds to talk on the radio, if that. And he was just nailing everything, had great ratings. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I want this. So he slowly started preparing me for my own show. And later, um, I eventually got there. I eventually got there. So I want to say, like, seriously, it was like seven years in the making before I got before I got my first full time radio gig. And I guess you treated that more as a paid internship. At the beginning, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like you're it just was, learning. Yeah, I was doing everything. Anything I can learn to do, I was doing it. Well, as as we started growing together, our relationship and our mentor, or his mentorship, um, the station flipped. So for people who are like, what is flipped? So it's basically when they take a existing station and they basically flip it to a new name, new genre, to a new genre, new music, all of that. So they normally let the people go, the old station, because you want a whole brand new identity. So they let him go. And I'm just like, what am I going to do now? Like we were, you know, he was teaching me. He was showing me. So the, again, it was a whole brand new group of people coming in from all different states and stuff. In different cities, didn't know anything about Dallas. So I had to use that again. Like, hey, you know, I'm here to help. Let me help with some social media. Let me help you, you know, get familiar with the city. So I ended up building um, a great relationship with my girl, Zan. Chilling with Zan. What's up, boo? Um, And she eventually became one of my one of my very, very good friends. And she was another great mentor. And she was a woman who was just killing it in radio. Mm -hmm. And she taught me a lot of the politics of radio. And that's when I started learning a whole nother side of things. There was a difference to learning the equipment, learning how to sound, learning how to, you know to blog and things like that. But it was learning the way management worked and how you know uh, corporate worked right. and how to you know win them over and how to you know have some type of peace between you know oh I want this but you want that. Uh, how can we make it work? Type of thing. 
and she taught me so much and it was it it was it i saw some dirty stuff <laughs> yeah i saw some really you know fucked up things um learning the politics of radio and still you know to this day you know it's crazy it's so crazy so I, I many think people, every business yeah, yeah every yeah. business has you know the fuckery behind it and you know um uh, look in at entertainment <laughs> <laughs> no you're right um every you know it's the entertainment industry and you know, and it's funny because like I, I saw so much and I got passed up for so many opportunities and got passed up for so many, um, you know, uh, amazing offers and interviews and things like that. And my mom's like, and I would go home crying. I would always like, I'm such a big baby. I'm a cancer. So I'm very emotional. So Same. I'm going to fucking cry in my car. I'm going to cry in my car by myself. <laughs> and my mom would be like, why do you still want to do this? Like they're treating you like shit and you're not getting what you want and you're working so hard. You know, why are you, why are you still doing this? And I was like, because I love what I do. You know, I understand this is this is all the BS that comes along with, you know, my job title and what's going on with it. And um, it was, uh, you know, it it took a lot for me to leave Dallas and took a lot for me to leave, you know, the station that, you know, I I basically helped grow and launched. And I literally told my boss, like, I'm leaving, like I'm going to another station. He's like, what, really? Like, for real? I don't think you're ready. And I'm like, oh, you don't think I'm ready? Let me show you what I can do. Let me show you who I am and what you missed out on for your station. Because I'm going to go to another station and I'm going to fucking kill it. And I'm going to be a rock star. And you're going to wish that you kept me on. And I got a taco named after me. You know what I mean? (laughs) And it was crazy because I was working so hard to impress my boss yeah i was he you know every time oh you don't have enough experience or you need to work a little bit harder or you need to do this and you need to do that and i'm like okay so i'm going to do it i'm going to show you i'm going to prove to you and i'm going to make it happen and i'm going to show you i'm that bitch yeah i'm gonna make it work that's not even a bad attitude to have when you're trying to make it like like that i'll show you is really good fuel to have oh the fuel was real oh my gosh because it was me networking by myself and getting people to you know to to hire me on to do interviews or to have me at press junkets or you know um i remember one of my last interviews in dallas before i left to sacramento i chatted with um kelly preston and john travolta R.I.P. to Kelly Preston. She recently passed away of breast cancer, which was really sad because she was one of the best. She was one of the best celebrities and just humble people I've ever met. And she literally told me she was like, never stop working. She was like, the mic is always on. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, thank you. You know, and John Travolta, you know, he was pretty cool, too. Not he was cool. He was (laughs) was super cool. (laughs) But I remember getting that opportunity and and um. Like, wait, you guys want me to come out? Like, little old me? Like, I'm just, you know, doing weekends and I have a part-time shift. And, you know, I was looking at it like, you know, kind of like I wasn't worthy for it because of my on-air status. Normally with those type of interviews, you give them to like morning shows or like afternoon shows or like, you know, bigger day parts because you're supposed to air the interview. That's why they bring you out. So when they had me do it, I took a step back and I'm like, whoa, 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 not, not. Oh my gosh, are you sure? It's like, Hell yeah. Like you absolutely right. Like I am the right person for this job. And it was more of a fear and more of just the confidence in in me that I felt like I didn't have because I had some fuckboy boss telling me that I wasn't good enough or that I wasn't that I wasn't ready for, you know, these type of opportunities. So I'm like, I'm going to prove to you that I am ready and that I can do it. And this is what I can do. And for the longest time, I had that attitude like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to do this because, you know, I need to prove myself. And it took it. And at the end of the day, it was like you could prove yourself so much, but it's within yourself and within your confidence and within your your hustle that you don't need to prove shit to people. You know what I mean? And that was that was my biggest thing was like I was waiting to 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 make him happy or to um, do do something to impress him, to make it seem you know, like uh, I'm ready for something bigger right. and better than just doing a weekend shift, you know, because I like I said, like, I'm not giving up. Like, it's either I'm going to do it here or I'm going to do it somewhere else. Right. Now, with the so, uh, with the odds against you, I see you very big on women empowerment. Yes. And you did mention, of course, being Latina. Yeah. Um, In radio and in entertainment industry, period. How do you feel 
has there been more progression? And if so, is it is it climbing fast, slow? How where do you Absolutely. think it sits right now? Um, I've honestly, it's funny that you mentioned this. I've seen so many of my radio friends who are women who are now being moved into director positions and management positions, and that's huge. Yeah, that's so huge because when I first when I first started my career back in 2010. I never, I never saw any women in director positions like that. And to see this happening, you know, I have a friend who just got a job um, overseeing like uh, programming and picking the music and deciding what's going to be on Spotify. And I'm just like, damn, girl, like you did it. Like you're paving the way for other women to get positions like this. And it's about fucking time. Yeah, it's about time. Like it's it sucks that it's taken so long to see more women get these bigger positions on um in the industry instead of just being like the sidekick and the co-host right you know i mean look at look at Didi. Didi has mm-hmm. a very successful radio show in dallas and she's just killing it with lady jade and just doing so much and representing for not just women period but you know minorities in the industry and just you know in our city so it's great to see how things are moving faster on that end um, you know, I, I hope that the industry continues to lean more towards women, you know, towards minorities, you know, towards people who need that opportunity and right. need a chance. And, um, and you know, we can see some some more involving on on that level. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, that That's one of the things I have noticed, like in, in the climate itself, that minorities are given a chance. Women are being given more chances, Absolutely. and especially in entertainment. And I know. A lot of shit had to happen for this to occur. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's not pretty shit. Sure. You know. Um, Another one of my mentors in Sacramento, Sonia. Hey, Sonia, because I know you're going to listen to this podcast. Um, She was over music. So the music director is normally the person who picks and decides the music for the stations. She was a woman and she was also Latina. And I was just like, I want to learn everything from you. I want to, you know, just be your shadow on things. You know, it was great. You know, and she worked in several different markets from San Antonio to New York. And it took her a lot to get to that position. And, you know, when you have a position like that, you hold on to it. Right. You hold on to it and you grow with that position. So it was it was awesome to see that because I'm just like, well, I've never I've never seen a music director, you know, that's a female and a Latina on top of that. You know, this is crazy. So I don't know if it's because Sacramento is a smaller radio market than Dallas, but it was uh, it was pretty awesome to see that. I was just like, wow, there is hope, you know? Yeah, there is hope somewhere. <laughs> what is your goals uh, being back in Texas now? What, what what are you planning to do as far as are, are you still currently in radio or are you? So I don't have a radio job at the moment, but mm-hmm. my goal is to work for Kiss FM. That's oh. I'm putting it out there. Kiss FM is a station I grew up with. Kid Craddock is, you know, one of the people who, I don't want to say inspired me to be in radio, but he made it look so much fun. He made it look like it was just a, just an easy day at work. And he was, you know, one of the top people or top radio personalities yeah. and still is. I mean, he passed away so many years ago and, you know, the show is still, you named know, number him. one. Yeah, 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 in Dallas. So it still has his name, right? Kit Craddock still, Morning, yeah, Morning Show? Still part yeah, still Kit Craddock's Morning Show. It's still, you know, he still has the name. And, mm-hmm. You know, um, it's I'm I'm putting it out there in the universe that I yeah, am going to work there. that I am going to work for Kiss FM. Um, so I'm I'm hoping once this pandemic and this COVID you know chills out, you know the industry is on a freeze right now. Yeah. So I I've came too far to give up. I've came too far. I've sacrificed so much just to give up and just settle to settle for less. And I refuse to settle for less. Good. That's very inspiring to a yeah. lot of people listening because people need that that pep you know like they need they they need to hear that oh you have like when i came back to dallas i was just like okay what's next what's going on you know um who am i going to talk to how am i going to get my foot back in the door and everything is just on the freeze right now i'm like you know i was like this is i need to take this time to build my relationship or i don't want to say build my relationship because our relationship you know it's it's good Mm -hmm. um but with my husband you know we were long distance for two years and just taking this time to uh really just enjoy being a wife and enjoy being a partner and to be there for him you know and to help him out with whatever business ventures he has coming up and uh he has a lot of different projects that you know we're both going to be working on together which i'm really excited for um but yeah radio radio is definitely always in the picture Good. If it's, you know, just 
co-hosting, you know, a podcast or being a special guest or, you know, whatever, you know, being behind the mic is where I know I'm destined to be. And, you know, like I said, like too much, I cry too much. <laughs> I cry too much. And, and I, 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 uh, I'm not walking away from it. I'm not, I'm not settling for less, you know, it's, it's a tough industry. And I know, I know we're just on a little low right now, but mm-hmm. I know something big is going to come up next for me. Oh, I feel it. I feel mm. it. Definitely. I mean, your aura, when you walk in the room, I know when you're here. Hey. Like, I, yeah, 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 exactly. So I'm I'm very happy for you. I'm I'm glad to see that you're Thank you. still pursuing what you've been going after and yeah. how, how much you've reached in, a, I mean, seven years is some time. Seven years is a, is, is a lot of time. And there were so many times when I wanted to walk away and just thought, is it ever going to happen for me? Am I destined to be in this? Is all this hard work going to pay off for you know, my own primetime show. Is it going to happen? You know, I'm getting paid pennies and taking so much shit. And, you know, and people would always say, you know, when it's your time, it's going to happen and it's going to happen good. Right. Keep working, keep hustling and it, it will happen. And I'm like, well, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And when it happened, it was really good. It yeah. was it was worth every single tier, every single coffee run, every single, you know, skipping over me for an opportunity and i'm like if i would have got all those opportunities would i be here i mean i i feel so blessed and lucky to be able to do radio in a different city in a different state and be successful at it mm-hmm. you know and for somebody who you know i come from east dallas so it's not like you gotta say east dallas hey, <laughs> it's not like um it's not like i went to college and got the education you know it took a lot of time and hustle to get to where I'm at. And I always tell people, you know, the grind is worth it. If you really love your job and if you're really passionate about what you do, you know, you just, ha- it's, it's, it's going to be your time. Eventually it's going to be your time. 100%. Eventually, 100%. Know? God is always in charge. You know, he's putting you through all of this to build you up for what's, you know, what's bigger and better and what's coming up next for you. I don't want to be that guy because, um, okay. I get told this and I'm a, might sound negative to some people still is like some lady had told me because uh, one, she was like, what do you do? I was like, well, I do music, I songwrite. Um, I, I do digital marketing. I do yeah. e-commerce work. Yep. And she's like, uh, did you go to school? I was like, no. She's like, you know what? You should go to school. And at my age right now and, and what, what, what I feel like there's a lot of time these days right now. You can be self-taught. You can oh, you, absolutely a lot of trades. Oh my gosh! And the idea of going to school now—it almost sounds like to me it sounds negative because I feel like why would I waste two years, three years in a trade school or something when I could literally just jump in and start doing the shit? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I never want to deny education. You know what I mean? Of course I think, edu- not. I think education is great, um, and education is very important, but. Being self-taught is a whole nother realm of right. things. You know what I mean? Because you're, it's you taking the time to teach yourself. It's you taking the time to research and to learn and to, you know, call somebody up and, you know, ha- you know, work with them or whatever to learn off of them. Um, but hell yeah, shit, self-taught. Yeah, there's a lot of careers that one can afford some trial and error. Yes, you you like, can't just be a doctor. Be, I was going to say, don't, <laughs> yeah, a brain surgeon. If you want to be a doctor, go to school. Right, right. Don't exactly. go be doing some, some, your own, you know, surgeries and stuff in your basement. But some stuff. people still have that mindset where oh, it's like, Oh, I like nothing's going on for me right now. I need to go to school and yeah, learn something. It's nah. like, no nah, dude, like get a Skillshare account, yeah, go on YouTube, yeah, yeah, yeah. learn some shit Absolutely. and just jump in. Sure. Jump in. I Absolutely. feel like that's the best way I learned music. I didn't go to school for that shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it, you learn, trial and error on your own yeah you know what i mean and what i love about being self-taught is that i think it's truly important to be able to pass it on so if there's somebody else who wants to learn you know e-commerce and learn how to do digital marketing and things like that you know for you to pay it forward to teach them and to show them to keep the momentum going and to keep that self-taught you know free learning type of thing because school can be expensive oh yeah i would i don't even know how many friends of mine that went to prestigious universities and got these great degrees and didn't do shit with them and just have debt now. you know what i mean yeah. just have thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever how much it costs to go to school and you're not even it's like okay well why'd you pay all that money why did you go to school like you know what i mean right so um 
education is super important. But when you're self-taught and you have that that charisma, that passion, and that time to learn it, hell yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, especially if the trade, like you said, if you can afford some trial and error in there, you should just go for it. Jump for that shit because uh, the idea to me is just, I don't want to waste my two years in that. I could be putting it into learning. Absolutely. You were were doing grunt work basically for radio before you got there. If you didn't have that, was it maybe about five years, four and years? It's, and it's funny because I was looking into going to radio school and I'm like, ooh, $10,000. And, you know, they don't, you know. It's a hustle. It's a hustle. But at the same time, too, it's just like, okay, they're just teaching you to, you know, use Adobe production, you know, put together like, you know, show uh, show preps and things like that. And show preps is basically where you just basically research, you know, what you're going to talk about during your show and talk about, you know, the latest headlines or whatever. And I'm like, I can learn a lot of this off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. I can learn a lot of this, you know, once I get my foot in the door at a radio station and just listen and watch. And that's what I was. I was just like a fly on the wall. Yeah. Like I just wanted to soak up so much knowledge and just so much free learning as I can because not everybody can afford a fancy school. Nope. And shout out to the the amazing mentors out there that are yes. just helping people. Oh, absolutely. Paying it forward, like yes. you said, is so important. You it's learn something, so pass that trade off because, like you said, it's part of the game. The game should be free. It's 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 what you do with that knowledge. Absolutely. So for me to know what I know, I have no problem anybody sitting next to me if they they want me to, you know, they want to shadow me or shadow them or yeah, I'm open to the ideas. Same. Yeah, because like like I said. I know how it is. I know how hard it is. You know, you don't know where to start. And sometimes you just want somebody relatable, just like you that can, yeah, we went through it, you know, we struggled first, then got there. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny because I've, I've had a few, um, I've had a few people who are like interns in the industry and, you know, starting off at radio stations, you know, they'll send me their air checks or, you know, ask for my advice and stuff. And I'm just like, Oh shit. Like I'm, I'm finally able to, I'm I'm finally able to the point in my career where I can finally do that and pass on, you know, I don't want to say my secrets, but my tidbits on just how to get through the industry and how to get through, you know, whatever situation you're in at, at you know, your station or, or in, you know, deciding on what to do or what's next in your career. Because I went through all of that. Mm-hmm. I went through and it, it was I'm telling you, like, there's so much shit that I went through in this industry that just helped me become a stronger person not just even as a personality but just a stronger person you just understand you know it's not a nice place and not every single station is the same not every single boss is the same not every single co-worker is the same you know it may be toxic here but it could be disneyland at a whole nother station right so being able to work in a few different markets and i don't want to say comparing but seeing the difference on what type of leadership are at these stations and how important leadership is, you know, for the whole station. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's I'm, I'm truly blessed to be able to, to sit here and to talk about my experiences in the industry for all these years. A hundred percent. It's crazy when I sit with some, with somebody in the world of radio, because at one point it's something that I thought, I want it to do. Sure. But it takes a lot of discipline. And I don't know how you guys avoid cussing on air. Oh, you have <laughs> no idea how many I'm, times. Yeah. See, being on a podcast, you're able to, you know, you have a freedom of speech kind yeah, of way. This is you my world say, here. Yeah. Because yeah. I you ain't know, shit. You know, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, like it takes so much discipline to do what you do. And people, it's so funny because I have such a dirty mouth. I, I like... What is it? I cuss like a sailor. Is that what the saying yeah, is? Yeah. Okay. I cuss like a sailor. Like it's to the point where sometimes my man, my man is like, baby, chill. Like, why are you talking like that? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean? Yeah. You know, I just, I just cuss a lot. Yeah. I cuss a lot. And it's something that I'm not proud of, but I mean, it just happens. I just, you know, it just goes with the flow and I, I do, you know, I have a dirty mouth. So, and it's so funny because one of my mentors was like, I never realized how much you cussed. And I'm like, like, yeah, and like what? You gotta be very careful because once you go on the mic and you're live, yeah. you had to be really careful with not dropping the F bomb, not dropping the B bomb. And I remember one time I almost I almost called Drake a fuckboy. Oh. And right when I was like, I just literally was like, oh, like my brain was like, 
hit the hit hit the mic button and turn it off. Turn it off. Fudge cake. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, Drake is such a here's Drake right now. And just went into the song and I'm like, oh my gosh. Straight I, into my oh, face. You know, I'm like, I cannot believe I almost cussed right now. And my boss came into the studio, was like, What happened? And wow. I'm like, I almost cussed. And he was like, what were you gonna? What were we gonna say? And I was like, "Fuck, boy!" And he was like, "Oh my gosh, good thing you turned off your mic. You know how much trouble you would get into. This, you would get fined." And I'm like, "How much?" And he was what like, "What is fine like?" He said it was. He said one personality that he worked with, um, said "fuck you" during morning show drive, which is a morning show AM. You know, mm-hmm. when you're driving into work and listen to your favorite station, that's morning show drive. $15,000. Holy shit. $15,000 is That's a cash how car. Much, <laughs> how much he got fined. Um and I was just like, "Oh my gosh." So it it took me a very 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 long time to adjust to adjust and just to be really careful on the words that I say. Yeah. And just take advantage of the times where I weren't you know when I wasn't on the air and be able to be like bitch shit <laughs> no that's great but we've already reached to the hour point Dang, I know you, I, already? yeah I think you need to get going soon but I just want to say thank you and thank you for being inspiration to a lot of these women out here like there's women listening to this podcast right now I hope so gonna pursue their dreams just because of what you said listen the struggle is it's, it's not even just for women I just think right now for people period just to keep the hope alive yeah. And just to stay positive. And I keep, you know, and I tell my I tell myself this every day, you know, you a bad bitch. You know, anybody I say the same who, thing about you know myself. I mean? no. Yeah. <laughs> I can already hear your voice in your head too. You're, you're such a, a bad, bad bitch. bitch. Yeah. yeah. Um, you really just have to give yourself daily affirmations right. on how amazing you are and how lucky you are to be able to do whatever type of job that you're doing because there's somebody out there who has nothing. <laughs> Right. Who has nothing and wishing and hoping. And it's the littlest things. You know, if you're working at McDonald's, put 100% into working to McDonald's. If you're, you know, selling cars, put 100% into selling cars. There if you're you doing a podcast, put 100% into your podcast. Something bigger and better is always going to come. It pays off. It, it pays, pays off. off. Go, go, it pays going off. in and whatever you're doing at the moment, If it, just understand if you have bigger goals, then all that is is temporary. Yep, absolutely. But just show gratitude for what you have every day, that yes. opportunity to yes. get up, having all your limbs, thank God, yes. and 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 go forward to everything that you know. Thank whoever you believe in, first of all. For but real. but you know yeah. what I mean. Like just just chase after your dreams and be grateful for what you got in front of you. Absolutely, and, and put that phone away just for a little bit just in the morning. Just for a little bit. Yeah, I I, I fuck up sometimes, but oh, I, I do my best to like an hour when I wake up. Yep. Just say at least five things that I'm grateful for yes. over and over and you over. Have to. Yeah, I don't you, even look at my phone. And if you've never met AZ, he's such a positive, he has such a positive spirit around him and is so his aura, you could just tell just creative, positive and I, I'm so happy to see coming back home that you're still doing you and doing amazing and your podcast and everything else around you know, you're a hustler. You're a no. hustler, period. You're a hustler. It's the sad clown syndrome. No. <laughs> that you, that you, you, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, 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 no. It, you're right. Yeah. I just remain that way because I feel like if I pass it off, it'll continue. You know, sure. I'm being a mentor in good energy. You That's are. And yeah. thank you for having me on again. No, I really, have a good time. I really we appreciate it. You're going to come back. You have to. Oh, so. always. And always. Why, why don't you have a podcast of your own? You know what? It's... I feel like um, being on air for six hours and then doing something afterwards. Uh, yeah. It's it's my job was very draining, you know, putting on a, a show and putting all my energy and spirit into it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many times when I got off of work where I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to hear anything. I just literally wanted to be in silence and just by myself. No, that makes sense. That that's a dumbass question. That's like me saying, like, don't you want to work some more? Yeah, like do no, the same it's a, thing. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of work. But now that I have so much free time on my hands, you know, it could be one of my next projects. You know, I have a I'm one of those people where I have my notes are always full of ideas of mm-hmm. what I want to do, and it's the matter of just putting it to work and seeing seeing what you know I can do and just put you know more creativity and you know not procrastinate on this list. Yeah. But I feel like. Um, 
I'm a talker. Nah, <laughs> you know, we've been talking for what an over a little over an hour. It didn't maybe. feel like it though. Yeah, and um, you know, I have so many stories to share. So, and uh, oh, you got to be back. Yeah, be back. a podcast is definitely a a great a great suggestion. Yeah, or well, just let me know. You know, if you ever need a guest. Yes, you know, let me know I'll if you there. ever need another guest. Oh, I'm, I'm here. You're coming and back. And, you're and coming I'll bring back. tacos. I'll bring awesome. tacos, and I'll make sure that they're gluten free for Adrian. <laughs> pussy uh, <laughs> all righty so guys thank y'all for listening vicky o, any closing statements anything you want to say thank you so much like you have no idea to be able to give people a platform to speak their mind and to share their stories and to inspire or you know just to even just spill the tea a little bit you know it's it's this was very therapeutic and awesome. i appreciate you for bringing me on and just to remind people, never stop praying, never stop hustling, and just repeat. Just repeat, repeat, repeat. Pray, pray, pray hustle, repeat. Awesome. There we go. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye.